0: my origin for podcasting is not really blogging, but I think live streaming. Mm -hmm. And my background in mass communications. Yeah. Because uh, when I did the podcast, it was a medium that was media-related, but also a way to express my niche interest in anime. Mm -hmm. The podcast, the technical side, and audio production is what I experienced when I did TV production. Yeah.
1: Uh, I lay on the stair, You gotta
0: glow. You gotta
2: glow. You gotta know. would like welcome everyone to another episode of the let Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke. In this episode, I have the host of the MC Anime Podcast to speak about podcasting and anime. You can find his podcast by clicking the link in the description below. I'd like to give a warning for any channel this episode. I hope you have the next day and enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Uh,
0: MC Anime, and I'm the special guest today. Yes. So,
2: the first question, i like to ask is, what is your origin story? What would your origin story be, and how would you like to represent it? Uh,
0: my origin story... You want to do my origin, or I can do my origin story with anime and then how I became into podcasting. Is that okay? Yes. Ever since I was little, I would watch the main sources of entertainment I had in my house, the t- with the television set, VHS tapes, Scooby Doo. That was my early childhood. I would watch all these shows on cable. I got to the point where I had so many shows, I start making a schedule each show a week from 8 p.m. to like 10 p.m. EST when those shows were air on which channel so I'll watch it in real time so I don't have to spend all the time on demand to watch television. And then that's a story of me liking television as a child the liking of anime came into existence after watching uh, DC and Marvel animated shows. I think that was like a big transition for me to like anime. And anime's from Japan, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had started re-watching some childhood shows like Teen Titans mm-hmm. static shock stuff that i haven't seen in years like i only saw like glimpses of it i didn't like completely watch it so when i was doing all of that binge watching of you know dc and marvel animated shows it kind of jump started my passion with anime indirectly because without you know, watching those animated TV shows that I watch as a child, and then we watch like the Ultimate Spider-Man and different versions of Marvel and uh Hawk Agents of Smash it was a great show that I found on Netflix. My dad watched it, it was kind of cool. shows like that moved me to the anime medium, and I guess I can say I got into my first Introduction to anime as, you know, a big medium. But I had a particular friend. They will, they love One Piece. They will keep talking about One Piece and, and how this show is really cool because they do this and X, Y, and Z. I think where I took the most interest in One Piece would probably be Dress, dress rosa arc. But he actually showed me the epic fight scene of Flamingo versus Luffy, so that was kind of cool. I think that kind of made me watch One Piece and uh, like give it more credit. And I was watching anime at that point, but that kind of like pushed it over as the way to watch it as a medium and binge watch like I did with the other shows. Mm -hmm. and then i uh slowly transitioned into liking all these shows at once and you know being in that field you know also at the same time with watching all these different television shows and entertainment wise i was in mass communications mass communications jump-started my interest well, it's directly why I wanted to be in the media industry. Podcasting mm-hmm. is one way to be in the media industry. So I start, you know, any person wanted to do to express their passion for anime, I would, I started with blogging. And when I transitioned to blogging as a format, To express my passion. It just came by accident. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. I didn't have like a vision. To be a blogger. It just happened. It came after. uh, I would put. Personal anime threads. On my Facebook post. And people. Didn't understand. Why I was posting anime stuff. On my personal Facebook. And then I start posting even more. It was, like, abnormal because I didn't necessarily post anime at first on Facebook. And then I just suddenly posted it. So I decided, like, maybe I should create a, my own separate section on Facebook that's not my personal account for anime stuff. So I made my blog. And then I had an official blogging website later after the fact, and then you know, I kept going to different blogging platforms. I'm like, well, what's a blogging platform here? Oh, Tubbler is a good one. Here's Pinterest. I can use Pinterest to for screenshots. Flickr for screenshots too. Pin Anime is another good group, and Mino is another blogging platform. But yeah, I launched into like 15 different platforms at that point. And it's kind of crazy how that happened. Because I didn't really feel... It just kept happening. And the amount of work that I kept putting into it a hundred plus blog entries later was pretty impactful. One, I'll start with paraphrasing anime news articles I found. I would just go into my uh, Google news feed, type in anime as a subtopic, find everything related to anime as an article, find the best one I liked, summarize it, give credit to the original author or the uh, website that published it in my blog. And people love me doing that. But they also had a lot of comments saying that I should branch into original content. I never considered original content when I did the blog. So I start doing my own original content, giving anime reviews, um, doing discussion on that. Convention reviews was big, because I start going to conventions like at once a month, and I used the blog as a way to find original topics. Holidays, theme days, all of that stuff was implemented. And then I also did like a wiki series for like, Bleach and I believe not, no, seven deadly sins. I was doing a character analysis of the seven different sins. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know, for a long while thought that blogging was very tedious. Uh, I would post to like, you know, 20 plus platforms and by posting to all those platforms, I'll be copying and pasting every word I said in the blog, which now got to be like five paragraphs long. Originally, it was like one paragraph long in total. But now it's even longer because I'm making the original content, and like the original content needs depth to it. Yeah. So now these articles are even – they're not articles anymore. These blog posts are even longer because of the original content that I started. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, also finding a, a thumbnail, and a thumbnail is a visual representation of the blog. Like, when I was using websites, it gave me a, a, pre, a preview page of the website. So that was my thumbnail. I didn't have to post a picture about it. But now I'm not using a site's, because they're all original content for me. So I had to start making my own pictures associated with it. So I started uploading the pictures to each platform. And then, you know, there's the converting of the platforms that were only picture-wise. So Pinterest and Flickr and all these other ones. I would, and also in Nord.com or whatever. I would save a screenshot of my blog post. It's very tiny into those platforms. And it just caused so much headache because I had to do all the posts that didn't require screenshots of what I posted. So I have like, you know, copy and paste title and words to each separate post. And then after I'm done, all the ones I can publish with words in the picture, I went to like Flickr and Pinterest to upload those in the picture format. Mm -hmm. Uh, picture format was kind of interesting because I had like to like minimize the screen and do like a a snipping tool on my laptop the screenshot didn't really do it as well Mm -hmm. I had to like go to laptop most of the time and then if I saved it I would publish on my phone that's interesting but I after that I went to live streaming because I was done with blogging. So I went. The original idea for the live streaming was take old blogs I published, an article format, put it into video format, and I did it for like what seventeen live streams, I believe. And then I think the live streams I had a co-host. It it was basically still as much work as blogging, but in a different way. I would prepare, like, presentations and the PowerPoint to be the visual aid in the live stream that people will look at. So I will slowly change the slide if I was going to a different topic. That was fine, but I wasn't... I never showed my face most of the time because the setup I had was either I show the presentation or show my face. So I showed the presentation instead because I feel like that was the most better content to show when talking about these uh, live streams. And then, I don't know, live stream just has like less success with the co-host, reaching back to him at that time. So I didn't quite do it because I didn't want to do it by myself so I wasn't motivated. It was a long period of time when I didn't do anything relating to my MC anime name or my live stream. And then I got I, I got the feeling that I missed being in that content creator field. So yeah, and like couple months ago I think it was October I actually got the idea to start a podcast I'll you know I can reach back to the formal co-host I had we can just start the podcast well I reached the formal co-host we did a couple episodes but we he's also been very busy so I had to find a new co-host and then now I have an established co-host and, you know, it's kind of crazy to see how the podcast came to be after only a couple of months of doing the episodes. To me, it's mm-hmm. been great. I want to continue as much as I can. It's the greatest passion project I ever had.
1: This one? You have a nice. question?
2: No, that's all I'm to take in. So before we break that down, how would you represent <laughs> your um... <laughs> own? Definitely break that down. How would you represent your origin stories? What kind of medium would you choose?
0: With my origin story, yeah, I would say the child, the shows I watched as a child, all the mm-hmm. cartoons. That was my main source of entertainment. Uh, my passion with Pokemon, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: because uh, the gaming that I had access to was Nintendo, specifically uh, Game Boy and DS formats. Mm-hmm. So I had access to those formats in the old Pokemon games. I would continuously, I would religiously play Pokemon nonstop because it was another, I didn't have much entertainment, so that was the entertainment I had as a child. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had that session with TV, like TV being the only, the main source of early childhood entertainment. Mm -hmm. I would just watch hours and hours of like Scooby-Doo and,
1: you know, different shows,
0: just reruns, you know, constantly. That was my childhood. I still got a Scooby-Doo light switch still in my room. And amendments of stickers that I used to have. You know, and then I watched, like, I remember also watching series like Thundercats with my dad, The Flintstones. Uh, one particular show I watched a lot I can connect with my dad would probably be He-Man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all, my dad also liked nostalgic shows that he watches as a child that also has a big influence in my early careers for origin so tv and early childhood is one origin and then another origin is dc and animated tv shows that's mm-hmm. another origin story that's what got me to watching anime you know D- you know static Shock, teen titans all, and just, I vividly remember Justice League. I love watching it. Batman, the anime series, is great. So you know, shows like that had like a nostalgic feel to it, like I have seen before. But mm-hmm. probably my favorite show, I would watch it with my brother, was Avatar: The Last Airbender. I would watch it constantly. I would watch it all summer, trying to watch all. They they put it into a marathon. I would try to watch it all because I was, I they would show random episodes, so I would watch them all out of order. But I didn't care. I was watching it out of order because the only way I had to watch it at that time was the TV. So like, okay, let's go to Nicktoons and try to watch this. I was, oh, I haven't seen this episode. Let's watch it. So I watched all the episodes. Was like, oh, this is the way really one. I've already seen this episode. But I'll still watch it because you know the next episodes. Which episodes have I watched? I'll keep track. And I, that was a big thing I did with my brother as well. That's one origin story. Yeah. Um, I guess with anime, does that? Well, I guess the origin of anime is the the DC and animated the the DC animated universe, say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and you know the Marvel properties that they were animated. Um, I guess Pokemon, you know, having that big interest so young actually made me, ex- once I found that Pokemon was an anime, I didn't know actually what it was. Like, huh, that was a childhood favorite. What other shows did I watch as a child that could be anime? One of them was Digimon. I watched a little bit of Bakugan. I had, like, a couple awareness of what anime was. A day. And then I just start watching anime. Like, the yes. big series that would define what I'd be liking in anime. So that's kind of how anime came to be. And then, you know, the other origin stories, how I expressed my anime passion through online, through the internet, I should say. I passed into blogging. And my origin for podcasting is n- not really blogging, but I think live streaming. Mm-hmm. And my background in mass communications.
1: Yeah. Because uh, yeah.
0: when I did the podcast, it was a medium that was media related, but also a way to express my niche interest in anime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that, the podcast the technical side and you know audio production is what I experienced when I did TV production
1: cool, cool.
2: Okay. all of that so let's break that down I can say we can stick on podcasting so you said it's like the best passing project so what about the podcasting really keeps you going
0: What keeps me going? The endless, I guess, the endless topics that I can discuss. Mm -hmm. Anime, fandoms, and Japanese culture is so much that the topics I can discuss, I can be from five years from now discussing brand new topics and just continually having more and more content to bounce ideas off of that I'll be inspired to make an episode podcast about anything I want. Let's say, I don't know, i start watching Transformers and I got involved in the comics a big deal. Well, I would do, you know, one thing with Transformers, Transformers, the Transformers, the movie. That is a big uh the eighties or nineties nostalgic film that people yeah. love. So that particular when I watched the, I watched it at an anime convention, funny enough. It was GalaxyCon. I was actually uh I was doing a what was I doing? Oh I was the post helping with uh the production side. I was doing the audio and visual. So, I'll actually go into the projector room, set it up and change the DVDs and put it in for the next uh, streaming for people in the anime and uh, nostalgic nostalgia room. Those are my jobs. and also uh, uh, help set up in the the equipment to basically like the mics and the microphones in the panel rooms as well that's what I volunteered for and that's how I got access to the Transformers the movie Transformers the movie I think so yeah it's just the endless topics that you know like the 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 topics just keep coming off the fly it's so yeah. easy to immerse yourself and just mm-hmm dive do a deep dive and you still can't swim to the top cuz you just keep seeking you're little, instead of a boat you know floating you are sinking because there's so much knowledge to gain and this, the anime medium is so diverse
1: or at least for me Makes sense Makes
2: sense it's a ever going there's no stopping anime anytime soon, so you can find something to talk about, something new. Definitely makes sense. You
0: know, it's just like you how you did podcasting, right? Yeah. You found that, you know, you want to empower people through the origin stories and similar perspectives that people might have. You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that how you started? Or is just that you wanted to find interesting stories and capture those stories in the podcast?
2: Yeah, definitely. I was like, I knew a lot of people. I can definitely do this.
0: <laughs> and I meet people so, almost every day. So you were like, oh, yeah. I can, I can connect with people of different backgrounds and my professionalism will make me like a charismatic host that is just very keen into like questions and letting my, uh, you know, special guests appear, in, special guests to talk about who they are.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it's
2: fine. It has its moments. Sometimes I'm like, I'm tired.
0: I mean, yeah, I get that. ten times... Sometimes, too, that I'm tired or don't want to do the podcast episode. But, like, you know, I do it, that means it's already done. I don't have to worry about it later.
1: Yeah.
2: So, sticking with this, with like podcasting your anime, your interest in anime? Is there anything bigger with it, or would like, your interest the in anime just stay like a hobby?
0: I don't know. It's really hard to narrow down anime. I
1: mean, it's, not, it's something that my...
0: I mean, I guess it's just the culture. For mm-hmm. me, there's so much to, so much to see, so much to do. Not enough time to do it. And, you know, one way that i always been I grew up with board games as well. You know, since we didn't have much, when I was younger, my mom would run a board game club. I would actually go to the board game club and actually play a bunch of board games. We had so much that we had a basket full, a laundry basket that we would bring to and from to the school for when we would meet, say what, once a month for that. that You you stay after school and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was another thing. And uh, tabletop gaming is a big interest of mine. So it's really just like anime, fandom, convention, all together in one. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. And you know, I've always seek out entertainment as a way to enjoy my time. So anything mm-hmm. that's like entertaining to me is very interesting. I will
1: find time to watch something
0: do something or hear something, to basically be immersed into it.
1: Mm-hmm
0: because I'm putting the time to learn that particular fandom or learn that particular um,
1: area of interest. Let's switch this into a music topic, Mm Yu-Gi-Oh! And a new
2: game came out yesterday at the time of recording.
0: Yeah, Master Duel did come out. Uh, And as of recently, Yu-Gi-Oh! has been a huge um, shift in changing of interest. Like, a big shift. Like, progression series, watching the history of Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm watching all these YouTubers now creating original content created, actually just solely dedicated to Yu-Gi-Oh! That's actually very entertaining. I did not think that I'll be, you know, immersed into this. Like I watched Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I remember vividly what, you know, the the like, I think the classic of uh Duel Monsters. I remember Duel Monsters more because that's what I watched more. Until I watched all of the Yu- Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Yeah. I watched all of the, all of the anime properties that they had at the same name, and I think the best one I loved was Arc V. I think Arc V was the best uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, except from Duel Monsters, that I thoroughly enjoyed. Because who wants not to not set the scale and have pendulum necklaces going around and being all fancy from one to eight? and they would set it up, and then you have, like, what, four to five? Uh, no. You set up with, if you go first, you have two cards set up the scales, at least three monsters you are summoned from hand for free if they match the mm-hmm. level. That format was broken. They had yeah. to have an entirely new master rules just to fix the format. Now the monsters go to the extra monster zone. You know, the first time they go from the... Uh, when they leave the field and go to the extra deck, they have to be summoned either in the extra monster zone first or into a, a zinc zone that uh it's occupied by a monster in the extra monster zone and gives you extra
1: zones.
2: Yeah, uh, I just kind of stopped on five D's, and then I seen this,
0: and I was like, "I okay." <laughs> five D's was interesting with the signers. the dark signers are a little weird to me, but I feel like the story really connected with the seven signers and the different uh legendary dragons that so was synchro based. Yep, so that was kind of cool seeing that. Uh, I don't know, the future vibes with. Speed doling was kinda interesting. Like car games no motorcycles. Yeah. Car games with motorcycles. I wouldn't actually think that'd be possible. <laughs> and most of the other motorcycles I think of as like motor sports or motocrossing. So yeah, I didn't really think that would be like a thing, but it was. And then yeah, after five D's they just kept well they did other iterations of speed dueling, like in the uh different dimensions of of uh, Arc V. They had they incorporated a little bit of it. They didn't they brought it back into like veins in the veins and the speed dueling on a motorcycle, you're surfing on the data waves. It's like, what the heck is this? Oh... <laughs> uh. I mean, that was kind of... The Range was kind of like a tw- new twist to me. I did enjoy it. It's just... I... I have a love-hate relationship with The veins. I hate Master War 4. Oh, that's probably the worst Master Wars we ever had. I mean, I mean the Link summoning mechanic is fine because it's now Master War 5. But it's only because they had to fix Master Rule 4 with the extra deck summoning. That's why I did not like it. You had to play links. You had to play link monsters to play your favorite XYZ monster. Synchro, Fusion, and Pendulum. You had to play those links to play those other mechanics. But they fixed it in Master Rule 5 Fusion Monsters, synchro Monsters, and XYZ Monsters are not required an extra monster zone they're not required to be summoned in the extra monster zone or a zone pointing to it from the extra monster zone. They can be summoned the original mechanic of the the five original monster zones.
1: That's what I like about it.
0: And of course, they you know North pendulums, and had an entire ban lists because pendulums are still broken after Master Wolf Four. <laughs> it's just open electromite, astro sorcerer, monkey board, plush fire. insane's uh, an advantage because you go so negative to set those scales, and yet some of these broken pendulum support gave you so much uh, positive card advantage. And positive card advantage is basically anything you go plus. So if you get a card that summons like two cards and you gain a card from it, like, Art of greed was banned because of positive of the card advantage it gave. And also, of course, Everyone will keep running it to this day. <laughs> three Potter Greeds. Three up. do? They will literally have a nine-card draw engine to access at any given point. Also Christopher Traity, too, which also gave you grave effects. They will literally have this entire draw engine that is so consistent to achieve some FTK combo, or just stop your entire, just going first. Stop you from playing from going second, and they win the game. And card, card advantage in Yu-Gi-Oh is very critical because that drawing just one card can win you the game. That's how impactful it is by drawing cards. But other formats like Magic and Pokemon, they don't necessarily have. Like, they have Card Events and Draw Cards, but it's not insanely broken when you draw cards in those formats. Because you need other cards to play the game. Pokemon, you need the appropriate energy. To declare an attack. But magic, you need the appropriate uh, mana, like you need the appropriate mana to basically resource, to be a resource to play the game. Yu Gi Oh! doesn't have resources to play the game, any cards playable. You don't need an extra card to play this card, you know? Mm hmm. So that's why Yu-Gi-Oh is insanely broken with the uh, card advantage.
1: Yep.
2: Played something the other night, I was like, ah I had to retire. I'm like you know what? Yeah, the game got too far from too far away from me. <laughs>
1: I just mean I only
0: turn, keep... I, just, I keep up with it and uh that's all I need to do. <laughs>
2: I'm just like, you know what? I didn't think this, though. I I hey, I'm not going to put no
1: money to it. Hey we have to have it. Just knowing you can't win, you just like, you know what? I picked the wrong cards. Should I pick Blue Eyes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You're putting the legacy support? Oh, boy. There's also such a thing called Power Creep in the game. If yep. anyone doesn't know what Power Creep is, uh, a strategy from 2005 can't compete with a strategy from 2018. It's just so many cards are introduced and so much changes to the game. Like, there is no more one one summon and you're done. It's like you can have, you can, those unlimited. Okay. When you get what's first made, There was never a number of how many summons you could do. Now, there is no limit to summons. As long as you meet the conditions to summon that monster, you can do it as many times as you want to infinity. There is infinite loot combos in Yu-Gi-Oh! You can infinitely summon the same monster over and over, and usually those combos... Have an end until you declare an end. So yeah, twenty ton, twenty minutes can go by, and you they're still doing their turn.
1: Yeah, nope.
2: I love those TikToks. People be like, back in the day, set one card, set my monster in my hand. Now it's like, yeah, I'm gonna play six different cards and continue this turn. Yeah.
0: And if, you know, a popular format back then, was T set pass? Because the format was so slow. Well, the format was slow enough where usually setting or normal summoning one monster was, that was the game mechanic. At most, at one time, you could only summon like, at least one monster a turn. Maybe two, if you had, like, a special summon effect, which is really way back then, which w- we did have, it just wasn't, like, there wasn't mass summoning until, like, you know, 2006, 2008 is when mass summoning came a thing more. Because, you know, that's when synchros was introduced. When singles were introduced to the game decks was significantly
1: changed to support 5 to 8 summons a ton Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Let's see what else Anime, talk about podcasting. Let's see, podcasting. So,
2: what's kind of your process with podcasting? You mean, uh, what do you do? Like, what kind of? How you set up podcast, and what you do, and everything. Oh, my!
0: Uh, how I came to like. Okay, so I can. I think the best way to explain this, is like discuss a previous podcast. And how I came to do idea generation. Yeah. So, usually the ideas I have are based on things I watch or something I read. And if I like that particular... This is the same concept I use with blogging as well.
1: Mm -hmm. I would
0: first start... When I first started blogging, I would research anime articles. And then I found one I liked, and then I wrote about it, summarized it, put it into a blog format. Made it my own. With podcasting, I have a... Let's say I watch Steins Gate. Well, Steins Gate is a time-traveling anime. They, They work on the premise of all these different um, conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. time travel is one of those theories so if I really like Steinscape, I loved it so much that it's like, okay I want to do a podcast about time travel and anime well, what is four different shows that matches that theme about time travel then I will research shows that fit that category. I will include the show that inspired that uh, discussion for that episode, which is Steins Gate. Then I'll list three other shows and put them into like a, an order that makes sense and transitional-wise, whatever the time how I organize it, so if I say I weren't organized by the A B C, so Steingate might be one of, the, one of the either the third or the fourth show in a discussion about time travel. Mm-hmm. And then it's like,
1: are you going to discuss
0: it, or are you going to get someone to help you discuss it? Lucky for mm-hmm. me, I, like, my original idea the podcast was get a co-host, and then the co-host we would discuss the topic together, and make it made you get easier on me. So the organization from the start was get a co-host. Some people start a podcast and just end up being one person solo in the podcast. Some people can do that. I can also do that. It's just I didn't want that because I was by myself writing blogs. So I had prior experience that made it not enjoyable for me. And I like to talk, so I wanted to talk with someone else about it instead of just me talking for an entire hour by myself.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. Cool.
2: And... So we didn't have a chance to break down your interest in media and stuff like that. Where did that come from? Just your interest in anime. I mean,
1: okay, the interest to to media. Hmm. The interest to media to
0: me. let's just to comparison to with with food? I love any type of food doesn't matter where it came from, who cooked it, as long as it fills me up and I have a good feeling. That's mm-hmm. what I like about food. With media, that's the same thing. I would want, I'm open to any topic, any form of entertainment. If I haven't heard about it, I want to try it out. If I don't like it, you know, I experienced it once, but I don't want to do it again. But I haven't really mm-hmm. found that. But I haven't found a media interest that I don't necessarily don't like. Yeah. So, and since I'm so open to trying new things, like when I was young, I will literally eat everything in the sun. I was literally the, the child. You can. You can. Cook something bad, mess the entire recipe up. I'll still eat it. I just wanted the food, and there was very few things. I ate all my vegetables, all my fruit. There was nothing as a Bay Rat didn't eat. So yeah, that still that still continues today. But you know, being introduced in a internet dominated society as we are now. It's very easy to access new fandoms, new forms of entertainment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's more ways to engross yourself into different ways of entertainment. One such media I enjoyed a lot of time was with my family. Watching some cartoons with dad, it's fine. I would watch shows with my brother so that we would connect that way. He also had a mm-hmm. you know he also ended up liking Pokemon too. Um, but with a different reason. You know, Game Boy was big in my life. That was my big entertainment. It was mostly Pokemon. Maybe Tetris and a little bit of other classic Nintendo games. You know, I had an old computer. I would play pinball all the time before I go to school. I would wake up at like 6.30 take a shower, eat breakfast, and then have like 20 to 30 minutes before I go on the school bus. And I'll just play pinball in my mom's room and just try to beat the highest score. That was literally the motivation. It was a, an application on the computer that had default as pinball. So, you know, some people had child, uh, arcade when they grew up. Well, I had Nintendo. So, Nintendo was my arcade. So, with the different interests, over time, it's just the interests have accumulated enough that they're very diverse, and I can default to any interest and enjoy it. Like, I have, I can just go to Dungeons & Dragons. I love that uh, setup with that fantasy. You know, the action... Larpers, I have not given live action role play a chance. I haven't actually found a group that did it, but I'm open Mm -hmm. to it. You know, I want to try it if I'm presented the opportunity. It probably is. I haven't really actively looked for it, but you know, with me, I like seeking. If I'm in that interest, I like seeking other people to explore that passion with. Yeah. War games I did through a club setting. You know, uh, mass communications TV production became a interest in high school that I never thought I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I, I literally wanted to do uh, mass communications because under the first level you get taught yearbook, newspaper, TV production. I want to be in yearbook. Because the previous year before that, in eighth grade, I was in the yearbook club. I would help take photos, and so my original reasoning was yearbook. But then I wanted to do TV production instead, because I, I, for some reason, I gravitated towards media. That's why really been the pinnacle of my life. Media has been my entertainment.
1: I I, I guess I don't
0: know if that answers the question, but, like, for me, media has been the pinnacle for how I came across all these different entertainments in the industry.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. Now, for the last question is, what would you name your origin story? How I would name my origin story. Oh, boy. How would I name it? You know, I would name my origin story as
0: anyone else's origin story. There is not a specific climax. There's not a specific event that jump-started my life. My entire life, has been finding entertainment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whatever it was and whatever field it was, if I liked what I did, I kept I kept seeking more of it. You know, if I collected snow globes, if I collected tea chains or canvases and have an entire room of just original canvases from people that painted, you know, if I go to a, a to me, it's just going through a phase. Which phase mm-hmm. is when is the next phase going to happen that's going to end, that's going to make me drastically change my interest? Not like change it for new passions in life, but but change it as the main focus. Because I'm still going to go back, default to other entertainment. I ain't just going to don't do it ever again. I'm going to try to do it again if I have the opportunity. But mm-hmm. the, basically for me, the what's what has my attention the most at this moment? Right now, that's Yu-Gi-Oh! And yep. The podcast. But the podcast has been a continuation of my passion of anime. That never had disappeared. I might be distracted from anime at the moment, not watching as much shows. Like I just, uh, just caught up with Boruto for the longest time. It was like, I don't know, I was like behind like twenty five weeks, something like that. I just didn't. I was just binge watch. I just binge watched it like the last couple of days. I watched it like in two days caught all back up. Same thing when I did with One Piece for the longest time. I'll let it build up to the point where I'll miss a bunch of episodes and then watch it all over again. Because of all the stuff I missed. Because I have, you know, something else and to keep my focus at the time. And with Yu-Gi-Oh! has been like ever since I guess the big change with me was Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. That's a big like a big transition in my range of passion. I've never been like that passionate other than Pokemon as a fandom. But I only was interested in the video game fandom. I never got into the the TCG. A card format, but with Yu-Gi-Oh, once I was introduced as an opportunity to buy the cards that I had, like right, years before, with watching the show, I took the chance and bought those cards. It was an Amazonas and a Water deck. Those were the themes of the deck. So when I was at that bookstore, that inspired me into spending money on cards and building decks online and finding a community because at, at that time, I didn't have much people to play Yu-Gi-Oh! with, so I went to the internet as a way to find people. First thing I found was Doling Book, and then late, somehow I found Doling Nexus. And this kept being on Nexus for hours. and you know, I would remember that I'll be on Nexus and not want to do my blogs. It would be distracting. But I had to like now make time for my blogging because of neck only Nexus. That's kind of crazy, but yeah, those now i'm I actually found the medium. Like the enjoyment of this when I do this, when I do the podcast, I have everything figured out. So There's not like a big. I'm spending too much time here, and I want to spend it elsewhere. Like also, I would play Yu-Gi-Oh for hours and not watch the anime I wanted to watch later in the day. Yeah, I want to watch this particular anime, but I haven't haven't done it yet. I'll play Yu-Gi-Oh for like two hours and then watch the anime. It's it's like bedtime. I'm still playing the game with people online. So yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! for me has been that second biggest impact. If you find something that distracts you that much, mm-hmm. that's a big transition for me. Distract you to the point where
1: you don't want to do anything else other than that activity. How about you? Definitely. Do you have that big distraction
2: event? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I kind of just I find something that keeps my interest for a couple of months, probably. And then I'll just but you find never something found else.
1: something else. This is what I
2: am thinking. Okay. You can open the most consistent thing for me. Like, something I, like, even though I dropped it a couple of times, it's just something I always come back to? Yeah. But I'm always just changing, just
1: experimenting.
2: All right. I think that's a good time to stop. Do you have any last minute things? I mean last minutes, um, whether people know where they can find you? Oh
0: yeah. Um people can find me on my uh MC Anime. Uh if you type in like R S M C Anime uh M C like M C Anime A N I M E that would take you directly to my OSS feed or my podcast. Also the social media tag I use like this is my main website is the asterisk at capital uh, at blog mc anime all of that is uh one basically one sentence at capital b l o g no space um capital m capital c capital a no space n i m e at Blog MC Anime. That's my main uh, website that I'm using for my podcast. And all the updates of my old blogs and my new uh, podcast content, and also that you can find my live stream content as well, all on the same page.
2: Well, have a good
0: night. All right. Thanks for having me. Anytime.
2: That brings another episode of The Sky Park is so close. Again, go find more information about the MC Anime Podcast by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I'm a friend Nikoski to speak about his journey in making music. Hope you're doing the next day, and hope to see you there.